the band fantasy football league in the motherfucking world. Hi, uh, Future Tev here. Just want to pop in. So this was recorded on January 11th, I believe, but my internet was out. I had hit my eighth copyright strike. Whoopsies, how did that happen? I'll never know. Uh, and my internet was shut off. So I called into my internet service provider and they're like, it's going to be $100 to turn your internet back on and you better be a good boy. So I called a competitor and they said, we'll double your speed for half the price. So your boy's on fiber now, baby, getting that 250 megabits per second download and upload. We're on fiber now, looking good, feeling good. Uh, the only other note I have here is this was recorded prior to the Eagles embarrassing themselves. So there's some talk in here uh, about how positive we are on the game. I believe we all picked the Eagles to win. Uh, so that's fucking hilarious. Uh, but on to your regular scheduled podcast. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the One Two Hookup podcast. Today, we're talking chips, baby. Just chips, all chips, nothing but the chips. I wanted to get everybody who's won a championship on, and it turns out that wasn't that hard. It's just the four of us. Uh, I'm your host, Colin, joined by the most recent champ, Rel. How you doing, bud? Pretty good, pretty good. Happy to join the Two Couch Club. Two Couch Club, where also resides Kyle Schaefer. How you doing, man? Not too bad. And that is all for the two couchers. And uh, w w Tim, how many you got over there? Five, baby. Five. You know, I I, I consider doing this podcast without you. I want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to erase that part of history. Um, but so I just wanted to do a, a season wrap up podcast here. And I wanted to start out by tossing it to Rel. Uh, give us the whole season rundown. Uh, how did it start? What was the big moves that led you to the championship? Uh, and if you want to go into the actual uh, championship matchup at all, uh, feel free to. Yeah, definitely. So I think I started off the season uh, underperforming with my team. Because I think my first match, I got like 110 points and then like 151. So I was like, team's not looking promising, but it was a lot of volatility early on in the season. Um, and then you know me always wanting to make trades out here. So... I think the biggest trade of the season was me trading Calvin Ridley to Tim for Devil Samuel and like Devin oh. Singletary. Oh no. Yeah, oh no indeed. Oh no. That's a big trade, bro. That's a big trade. Because I remember when Tim and I were talking about it like after playing Smash one night. Um, Tim said like, if Devil stays healthy, he will be a top receiver. And I'm like, that's what I'm kind of baking on. Which is, um, that's the lying to you trade talk, right? But it ended up being the truth. <laughs> um, so that was a big trade. And I made some other little moves here and there, like trading Jerry, the corpse of Michael Thomas, for like TJ Hawkinson and Chase Claypool. 
Chase Claypool was whatever, but TJ Hawkinson was useful throughout the season. Yeah, that's a good trade because it was free. Yeah. Um, and then I traded you Josh Jacobs for Cortland Sutton, and then the Broncos offense fell off, so that was a losing trade, but it helped early on the season. Um, I think when I look back at all the weeks leading up to the season, I got really lucky the week I beat Kyle by like a half a point because Devo Samuel had like three touchdowns. And then I beat Tim by two points the following weekend. So if like, if I lose either of those games, I'm totally out of the playoffs, not making the championship. Right. Yeah, it was close. This year, the margins were super close, like all around. I mean, even, yeah, who, who made the playoffs was determined by like a couple points. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not what we're here to talk about. I do want to point out one quick thing that I'm looking at here. So I was in last with the least points scored at twenty at twenty forty three. Guess what our winner had? Uh, is that including the, the playoff match? Twenty twenty seventy. He only scored less than thirty more points than me. Yeah, that was the difference his, between the front and the back. Historical low from point scores wise uh, from Rel there. Um, yeah, he was second lowest in the league besides you, Kyle. Um, I'm looking at my app here, and it doesn't have the scores for the last round of the playoffs. Is that the same for you guys? Uh, let me see here. Mm. Uh, I'm on the fantasy app. <clears throat> yeah, I only see round one. I don't see anything for round two. Which is weird. I do want to mention I logged into the app, and it has like a season wrap-up right, thing. I see the finals, right? It was against John. Yeah. Uh, yeah Rel was- and John. Rel scored 147 and a half to John's 106. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, can you give us some some highlights, uh, high or low performers from the matchup? Yeah. Um, it's loading. I think Justin Herbert did pretty well. Justin Herbert had 25. All of Rel's receivers did pretty well. Um, Rel's team, no one really popped off. A lot of solid performances, like a lot of 15-point performances. Uh oh wait, I'm looking at the projections. Okay, here we go. Debo had 28. Amon Ross St. Brown had 25. So there that's wow. that's notable. Wow. Big late season pickup. And then John had big, a bro. bunch of uh single digit performances. Stafford had seven, Miles Sanders had five, Tyreek had three. That hurts. Thielen had seven. Taylor yeah. was bad, right? Um, Taylor had 11, so definitely a down week for him, yeah. So that was horrific by his standards. Yeah, John. it seems like John's whole team just kind of had an off week. On uh, John's bench, he had uh, Damien Harris with 29, Antonio Brown with 21, and A.J. Brown, we came off on IR with 32. Yeah, not playing A.J. Brown hurts there for sure. Uh, a week before Antonio Brown uh, leaves the field. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I plan to get into that a little bit later, um, but just just wrapping up the season here. Congratulations, Rel. Welcome to the two chip couch. Uh, it's Woo. it's pretty wild that it's consolidated that four people have championships, four people don't, and nobody has a single championship. You all have multiple or none. It's a <laughs> rich get richer situation, if you will. It just uh, raises the championship threshold like you can't just win one anymore you gotta win two to get into like the conversation 
you, you got to Kyle Schaefer it is what you got to do. Yeah, you just got to. Uh, I was really, really disappointed I couldn't get that three peat pulled off. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> I thought I thought I had a new one two hookup, and then Carson Wentz did Carson Wentz things. Mm. Oh my god, it felt so good. Carson <laughs> Wentz loses to Jacksonville to to tank the Colts from making the playoffs. Unbelievable. The Eagles were proven right. It was very validating to see. And got a first round pick. Yeah. We get three first round picks. We have Miami's, uh, our own, and Indianapolis's, which is pretty crazy. Uh, do you guys think they start Carson next year? The Colts? I think yeah. they're going to. Yeah, probably. They almost have to, right? Well, for one, there's nobody really coming out in the draft, and the kid that was supposed to be the best went and broke his leg in his bowl game. So I I don't think they have anywhere else to turn unless they come take uh, Gardner Minshew from us too. Yeah. Um, I, I can see them giving Frank Reich and Carson one more year because they're kind of tied together. Frank Reich, was the, Frank Reich was the driving force for getting him there. And I, I think based off of how they do, you, you either move on or keep them from there. Just brutal season. And, and the only reason they had that many wins was because of Jonathan Taylor. We, we all know this. Yeah, it's really, really disappointing to see him flame out. He probably lost a lot of people championships with that performance. People that were, you know, counting on his 20 plus a week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, do, do you think uh, Gardner's going to get traded based off of what you said there, Kyle? I, I think he's a really appealing quarterback for, for somebody like, say, the Steelers. Yeah, I think the Steelers. The Steelers or the Broncos, I think, are <clears throat> are two really enticing options there. Uh, I, I think, think the Broncos might. Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers dictates yeah. what happens there, though. I think the Broncos are prepared to like mortgage their entire future to get either Rodgers or Russell Wilson. They should. They're like, they're like actually just a QB away. Right. Yeah, they have one of the best wide receiving cores in the league by far. And, and, and those players defense. would be much better with, with an actual quarterback. Poor Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I mean, they still have two running backs that would both be a starter on any other team. I hate teams with multiple running backs. Just like pick a good one and get full value out of it. You're like, you're significantly hindering the value of, of both of them. Only in I mean, it's a, I was going to say it's annoying for us. It worked very well for them. <laughs> you're right. That was mostly fantasy tinged, but I still think that like if you let the rookie play more over Melvin Gordon, I think you're going to be in a much better situation long term. You don't want to burn them out though either. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you do you use Gordon while you've got him and, and not burn out your rookie, you know, early on? So you, you can use him for like six or seven years instead of five. Yeah, I mean like look at Najee Harris this year. That was the one one of the bright spots on my team, but God, he just had an inefficient year with a ton of touches and it, you're not gonna play a lot a long time in this league playing like that. Yeah, he'll be out of the league in three years at that rate, right? And I think, I know, I'll uh, draft him every year he's doing it, but yeah, it's not it's not going to last forever. It was good to see like a, a bell cow running back come up. They're, they're such a rare breed nowadays that you would just have a, you know, getting a 20 plus touches type of guy. That was nice to see. Yeah, but I think uh, Christian McCaffrey's injury this year is going to change like what the running back landscape looks like only because I just see so many teams going by committee more just to keep the running backs out. It makes sense. You have like three wide receivers or whatever, and you spread... The, I mean, like, passing's a little different than handing it off, but still, just for, like, 
yeah, keeping them fresh, having especially if you're going to the playoffs, you want your guys healthy at the end of the year um, when it matters most. You know, I think it just makes sense to s- split touches, and um, unless unless one guy is, you know, like vastly better than the other, but even like Derrick Henry still splits touches. You know, he gets the the bulk of them, but they still mix in like change of pace backs and stuff. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I mean, even, you know, you, Henry did to begin the year was lighting the world on fire, but he goes down and, uh, you know, the Titans slowed down a little bit, but they're still in a pretty good position here going into the playoffs. They even tried to sign Adrian Peterson, but that ended up not working out. No, I thought he played one, at least one game for them. He played like two games for them. He just was like beyond awful. We're talking like <laughs> sub two yards of carry. You know, somebody out there started him though. It's usually me. I finally learned. I'm always the guy that picks up Adrian Peterson. Sorry, I was the guy that started Boston Scott twice this year and got a whopping zero points both times. Dude, I I, I did that later on. I, I kept playing uh, Eagles running backs. I played Kenneth Gainwell when uh, Sanders got hurt, and that was before like Boston Scott and Jordan Howard started showing up. And I played Boston Scott, and then Jordan Howard had two touchdowns, and I just played the wrong one every week. It was a disaster. I, I think I managed to hit on one Jordan Howard game. He's so good. I, I kind of want them just to use him, but I, I finally think that Miles Sanders is, is the best running back there now. For sure. And then, well, the I mean, the neck injuries are a thing with, you know, you, you saw Stinger was what took him out last year. He missed time with one again this year. Neck injuries are just not something you want to be messing around with. Yeah. I, none of them are like superstars, but I think the Eagles running back, uh, backfield is just so good. You know, they're all such good change of paces. Boston Scott's fucking awesome. He's the best pass, pass catcher. If we played the Giants every game, he would already have a Hall of Fame career. I saw something crazy like he's got 12 touchdowns in his career and eight are against the Giants. Yeah, yeah Boston Scott's off. The Giants killer. Did you see the clip, by the way, last week when the Giants ran on TV sneak on the third and nine? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they fired Joe Judge. I, I a just day saw it. later than Black Monday, so they'd get the headlines all to themselves. <laughs> nice. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, the Dolphins firing Bl- Brian Flores? That seems that doesn't make third. sense to me. I Every think other fans. team that needs a coach right now yeah, seems like, to be very excited about that. Like I think the Giants should hire him. <laughs> it was I'd, apparently some ownership I'd heard struggle. Houston probably is going to be who scoops him. Yeah, um, uh, Miami and Houston have some weird sort of connection. They've made they like really several do. trades in the past couple years. Um, a lot of their players, when they leave in free agency, they go to the other team. I don't really know what that's about. I wonder if their front offices have like, like if they used to work together or something like that. Maybe certain players just like really warm, humid places. Oh, that's a good point too. <laughs> yeah. What's the what's the deal with Deshaun Watson? Is he suspended or is it just like a choice to not play? Uh, I, think, I don't think it's his choice not to play. I think the team's choosing not to play him, I, but I haven't heard much about that in months. I think most most teams don't trade for him either because they want to settle, settle all his legal stuff first. Yeah, so that's still um, ongoing. I think if he tried to play, the league would probably issue a suspension. But that would be my thought too. But mm-hmm. he, it hasn't come to that point yet, so they're both just kind of letting it ride to make it less of a thing is my interpretation, but who knows really? It's working. Yeah, it's not something you really think about and it's not like front headline news. Uh, wouldn't it yeah, they stopped horribly, talking about it completely. Uh, wouldn't it be horribly ironic if he goes and fills Big Ben's shoes? 
Oh no. That says a lot about a franchise <laughs> at that point. <laughs> it's hard I, uh, to pass up. I don't though, like the know? Steelers very much, and I would take every opportunity to shit on them if they did that. Yeah. Uh I think there's gonna be a lot of quarterback movement. I think uh Rogers stays in Green Bay. I think they kind of repaired the relationship there. And plus, uh, he, he definitely lowered his value a little bit, right? I mean, oh, he's still an amazing quarterback, but that's a, something you might not want to take on as a franchise. Uh, but I think Russell Wilson's definitely gone. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Russell Wilson on the Steelers would be very weird. I can't even picture it. I think Ew. he also talked about the Giants as a possible location, which would be... Oh, uh, and the Saints as well. But he after, always, there's no way he's still. I don't think he will actually go to the Giants. I think he just said the Giants because New York is a big like meet. Like I think he wants to be in the spotlight, you know. And but well, after right. this year, go god awful team, right? I don't. Yeah, I don't think he would want to go there anymore after seeing their dysfunction this year. Well, maybe he can pick his coach though. You know. Oh. Uh, huh. And and they maybe have he can good be the coach, receivers. the first ever coach quarterback combo. Yeah. It could happen. You know, a team I somehow haven't heard anything about, the, the football team cannot be comfortable going forward with some combination of Taylor Heineke and Ryan Fitzpatrick. No. Otherwise, I, I it's think... a fairly well-built team if they can get their Their defense should have been good. Yeah. It seemed like at times they started to figure it out. I mean, they've got good pieces on offense. Terry, Terry McLaurin's career is getting wasted at this point. Yeah, it's a shame. I... I wonder if they're they're buying into Taylor Heineke. I, I think he's looked okay at times, but I think it might have just been when he played the Eagles, he looked really good that last week. <laughs> I generally think he's okay. He just makes mistakes sometimes, which yeah, he's like, I just think he, you have enough good other pieces on that team. You know, it's not like a Broncos situation, but a quarterback certainly elevates the other pieces they have there. Is the league more quarterback starved than ever before? I feel like no, there's like no, 15 I completely plus disagree. Teams. There's no. so many young ones that are good. Like Burrow, Herbert are on the up and up. Rodgers and Brady are still and Russ are old men, but still playing. Um, I, I don't know. I think this is the most QB talent the league has ever seen, honestly. At the same I think, time, I think with the coaching change, Justin Fields is going to be just fine. He's he showed a lot of flashes. To, to counterpoint that, Russell Wilson is is trending downwards. Tom Brady's still amazing. Big Ben's done. Well, Philip Rivers and, and all of them are gone. Um, Daniel Jones sucks. Trevor Lawrence could suck. Deshaun Watson's not in the league right now. Um, but counterpoint, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, like I'm bringing up the list right now because I think Dak. the top, like, yeah, Dak is great. All right. Uh, Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> Are we no. talking about fantasy or real life here? <laughs> Yeah. Real life, baby. All right. Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Herbert Mahomes, Stafford, Rogers, Dak, Burrow. Okay. Kirk Cousins is like on the, like, like he's still a pretty good QB and he's like the middle of the pack. Kyler Murray's great. Um, I think Carr's actually pretty good. Tannehill's good. Mac Jones shows a lot of promise as a rookie. Russ uh, Lamar. Um, yeah, and then you get into people who don't who don't matter so much, but that's that's a lot of QBs that are are very good. I wouldn't be happy if I had Carr. Obviously, he had a good year, but I he's think been fairly team, average. I think overall. a team like Washington would would fucking bless the stars for having a QB like Carr. Yeah, that's fair, but it's all just based off of where you come from, right? I guess. I mean, he took them to the playoffs this year. 
in a, a year filled with with um you know distractions and hindrances losing a head coach player going yeah, to jail say, you know yeah, like I know. nothing else it says a lot about his leadership skills <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and they have won like four games in overtime or something like he's actually clutch there's, um, a, there's a fair amount of luck uh and then for sure getting in the for playoffs. sure definitely um but he at least like can you know i don't know puts them in a position to win a coin toss or whatever his qb record all time is 57 and 70 He's also on the Raiders, and they have been <laughs> ass for years. <laughs> yeah, but like good quarterbacks win, right? I well, guess. Do you know who his receivers were like last year, for instance? Can you name them? Uh, the year before, Henry Ruggs, Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> True. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> um, Hunter like, Renfro's I- been on the team for a while. Um, he. Definitely Jacoby did Jones. Well this year. I think that was like oh, yeah. a decade. Ago. I feel like this year was the first year he like really did anything though. He had Amari Cooper. Yeah, yeah, Amari Cooper sucked when he was on the Raiders, so maybe that does say something about Carr. Well, I was like him at least I had Darren Waller. As Darren Waller's been okay. He's been injured. I think that's kind of <laughs> yeah, what's taken say, away he from has his shit. issues this year. Well, pl- the thing is it. Uh, you know, a top tight end like that is easier for teams to focus on defensively than a top wide receiver. You think yeah, that's true? For sure. I thought they were generally harder to cover. I could well, be wrong, but I, I, I've I've just noticed specifically like it seems like Waller goes in bursts where he'll go crazy, and then it seems like teams figure out how to focus him for a little while. Mm. If, if you don't have any good wide receivers the, the to distract thing is, from him, you just throw everything at him. They're also kind of different in that you know you look at like somebody like a Waller, but you know he's a he's a very good route runner, but he's not going to give you those George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, just throw people down and you know take off for fifty yards after contact kind of deal. Well, so just to switch a little bit here, what do you guys think of of Jalen Hurts? Honestly, I'm willing to have him be our QB next year. A lukewarm endorsement. I think he's. I think he's not great, but he's shown improvement over the year. Like I'm optimistic about him, but he's not where I want him to be right now. But that's you know this was his first season starting, so that's to be expected. Um, I'm optimistic about him, but not like super stoked. You know. Yeah, I I, I think that's fair. I, I you obviously can't be like, oh yeah, he's the guy for the next decade for sure. Um, especially with what we saw with Carson Wentz, right? Uh, but just going through some statistics here, he had a 61% completion percentage, which is really good. For a team that didn't throw the ball at all, he had 3,100 yards, uh, 16 TDs to 9 interceptions. But it's important to note that you add in, excuse me, 10 rushing touchdowns. And he led the league uh, in quarterback rushing yards. He ran for 800 yards. So his uh, TD to interception is actually 26 to 9. Uh, and he doesn't fumble the ball all the time. I, I think he's really good. I, I think you need to get a little bit more passing game out of him if he's going to be the the long term guy. Yeah, like it feels like we just use him until his legs break. You know, he's young. Um, he can squat a lot, so like maybe his legs won't break too soon, and then maybe he'll <laughs> last a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of agree there. But Colin, what you pointed out was the you know the main reason i'm maybe a little more excited or maybe excited is not the right word but the the lack of turnovers is for for a young quarterback is really really maybe promising is not the right word but 
it's a good thing to see because that you know especially coming off of Carson right (laughs) right so so Jalen Hurts is two years younger than Carson Wentz when he started playing and he'll be playing his first playoff game like five years before Carson did Carson's turning 30 and Jalen Hurts is 23 years old. He's the the youngest starting well, quarterback. Carson, Carson would have been made in the playoffs, playoffs like if he wasn't hurt, right? Those he was years. in the playoffs for like one play. <laughs> well, well, 2017, he, he would have played. Um, at 2019, they, they, they went down they, like they on might the not first have made second it. Drive. Yeah, that was the Josh McCown game, right? Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz's funny. career record. He has a winning record: 44, 40, and one. Well, a lot of that is helped by the fact that he was what, like twelve and twelve and three when he went down. Eleven and two 11 in twenty seventeen. Seven and nine his rookie year. Eleven and two, and then five and six. He got hurt. Nine and seven. That was the playoff game. And then his last year in Philly, he was three eight and one. The the, the injury it actually like dramatically affected his career forever. Absolutely. Either. He's like a yeah. mental basket case and like Philadelphia fucked him up or the injury actually just like fucking ended his career. Probably with both. God, he was so bad last year. 16 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. He was uh, 27 TDs to 7 interceptions this year. That's good. But that dude fucking fumbles the the, the ball. Oh, yeah, I mean, even even that year he was doing so well, he had an issue with that. He just wasn't losing them so they don't really show up on the score sheet. Right, he's all. He, I mean, he runs with the ball God way, damn. way out. He and I think the ball sixteen times in twenty nineteen, ten times in twenty twenty, and eight times in twenty twenty one. Wild. And we said it before that uh, balls winning the Super Bowl definitely fucked with his mentality. How how could it not? Like you have to be tougher than that mentally, but how could it not fuck with you? Yeah, absolutely. It'd be like if Michael Stump's uh, auto draft won. How would that not fuck with you? You know, like it would just like destroy you if you knew that that it was your best season was when you weren't in control. You know, that would just be really brutal to deal with. I don't know how I could do it, man. <laughs> Mwah! Love you, Mike. Uh, okay, so I, the other thing I wanted to do was preview Eagles versus Tom Brady, number three. Oh boy! Here we go. Uh, hold on, let me pull up my text I sent. I was feeling good about the birds, and I said some pretty crazy shit about the <laughs> prediction, which I will stand by. Actually, I have an addendum. Uh, Eagles versus Brady. Eagles win 27-20, to 20, gain 175 yards plus on the ground. Uh, Brady throws an interception to Slay, and the addendum is, that will be a pick six. Damn. Go birds! Go birds. I subscribe to that reality. <laughs> it's a good reality. Uh, anything to to highlight about the game, or you guys want to give picks as well? Um, I wonder how the offense for the Bucks is going to look without Antonio Brown now. Is this going to be Gronk? Yeah, Rob I was going to say it's really just going to be Gronk and Evans. Yep, and, and with no God when he's hurt, right? And then so yeah, hopefully Slay can just um like cover Evans the entire time, just shadow him around the field. Um. You know, and then linebacker's not our strong position, so we'll have to figure out something for Gronk. But they're they're a fucking disaster. With uh, you guys hear the the only fan girl that snuck in to Antonio Brown's room? No, no. 
I would like to. Yeah, hear he he like he like brought a girl into the team hotel. Oh, I did like, hear about that. Yeah. So that happened. That's super not supposed to happen, and it's actually not supposed to be possible with security and stuff. So like somebody got paid off or something, and then she then tested positive for COVID nineteen and told the Buccaneers team to test their entire team. Oh my God. Bruce Arians and Antonio Brown are going back and forth. Well, he's not on the team anymore, so it doesn't matter, right? I mean, he played in that game. He was there the next day or whatever. Yeah. What? Was that literally the night before the meltdown? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was literally apparently telling her, like, watch what I'm going to do on Sunday. Oh, my God. You know, it's, it's fun to make fun of people, but he definitely trends closer to, like, actual mental illness. At oh, point, the, right? the man there's, has there's no question. Mental health issues. Yeah, it's super sad. How old is he? Because he's he's definitely done playing, right? Like, like thirty-two or something. Yeah, he's on the wrong right. side of thirty, I think. Uh, wrong side of thirty, but like he would still be playing. He was still performing at a top level. So yeah, I, I don't know. He's been on a vacation essentially for the past couple years. Like he's played in like half the games the last two years. Um, I mean, I know he has some injury stuff. Apparently, he was. Uh, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how much you guys have read about the situation, but he may or may not have been like actually injured, and that was what led to the whole thing blowing up. Was like he was trying to take himself out of the game for an injury. Okay, so a lot of what I'm what I'm bringing here is is via Pat McAfee. So take take this with a, a little bit of a grain of salt, but it is almost impossible that a team would force somebody to play injured, like based off of players' unions and rights and agents that you could not force a player to play injured, and that they just literally wouldn't. So the best explanation I have seen here was just with his with his mentality. What what very likely sounds like it happened was that he pulled himself out of the game, or at least out of a certain play, or drive, or whatever, said, sorry, the ankle's bugging me, I can't, and Arian said to him that if you can't go back in, you're done. Meaning, if you can't go back in right now, then you should not play the rest of the game. And Brown just completely took it the wrong way. Yeah, and thought he meant like you're done on the team or whatever. Right. So he thought he was fired and ended up quitting. Um, yeah, that's the explanation that I think is most likely. is just like a really gross misunderstanding uh but still pretty wild yeah i mean that's more believable than just like prior to the week forcing him to play injured yeah like apparently they gave him a bunch of painkillers you know and they started to wear off so then he wanted to go out of the game and then you know it escalated that's that's like the story he is you know he's giving is that like the painkillers wore off his injury became an issue again and you know then blah 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 so he's 33 years old his last three years, so he missed all of 2019, essentially. He played uh, one game with Tom Brady in New England, and then he played literally half a season, eight games, and seven games the last two seasons. Still at an elite level, though. He would have broken a 1,000 yards in each of the seasons if he played to his level the, the entire time. I, I just It feels like he's just too much of a distraction for a team to bring him in, you know? Like... That can't be good for the locker room, like, at all. No, um, well, it, it could happen at any time, right? Like, fucking week 17, right. you're repeating like maybe, Super Bowl champions. Maybe a team like the Jags or something that don't have a high hopes and just need all the talent they can get. But even then, like, is it worth worth it to, like, pollute your culture with such a man? Yeah. Well, there, I mean, there's. I, I had seen a clip right before he walked off of the field 
you can see it's uh, Mike Evans trying to yeah, talk trying to, to him. talk him down, about yeah. a body language. He just like puts his hands up. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not doing this. Yeah. He yeah. Well, up. like he was literally like trying to pull his jersey back on him. Like you could see it when he was starting to pull his, <laughs> right. his shirt off and stuff. Mike Evans is like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Stop it. Imagine being the fan to catch that jersey, though. Like that's that's a once in a lifetime kind of souvenir. It's a gold mine. I'd sell that shit right away. I'd wait a few years probably before selling it. <laughs> One maybe gloves not. Maybe too. maybe it's better. Maybe it's worth more while it's in the public consciousness more. Right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But we may never know. Um. So uh, Devonte Smith broke Deshaun Jackson's uh, Eagles rookie receiving record. I love Devontae Smith so much. Of course, it only happened in week 17. Does the record count? I think <laughs> you're going to see a lot of that. And after this first year or two here, people are just going to kind of like, look, we added an extra game. No records are going to get set. You know yeah. what I mean? It's going to be it'd be too much of a pain in the ass to sit there and differentiate. Well, pre-17 games, like just it's going to happen. I mean, they used to play like 14 games or whatever, and we don't talk right. about that anymore. Like they'll they'll mention it in passing, you know, like blah blah blah. We play more games now, but yeah, I don't think it's gonna. I don't know. You can't, right? Or else everything from now on will have an asterisk. You know how like they'll talk about like pre Super Bowl era football, mm-hmm. right? Are, are we literally gonna do that? You know, like pre 2020 football. Are these are the records, and then after that. It's just funny because it, it it absolutely is lessened. We we just decided that we can't care yeah. like as well, football especially fans. I mean, they literally what they they put him in for like a couple drives just so he could break it. Yes, and they targeted him every single time. They hit him for like a twenty five yard pass. He was literally on Deshaun's uh, number. They're both at like nine twelve or whatever. The next play, he just ran like a little hook for five yards, and Gardner Minshew like didn't do anything but stare him down and and completed it to him. <laughs> I'm okay uh, pretty with that. funny. They did that with uh, Jason Kelsey. They put him in for one snap, yeah. and then he got his big yep. uh, consecutive starts up there on the board and then walked right out. It was pretty great. Yeah. Brady, though, I went wrong, too. I love Kelsey. Remember when the Giants did the opposite thing to Eli Manning, and it was yeah. hilarious? Oh, my God. What was that guy's name? <laughs> Pat... Was that Pat Shermer, or was that... Uh, no, that was... Um... No, no. Ben McAdoo. McAdoo. That was McAdoo. Ma- McAdoo. 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 How could I forget? <laughs> ben McAdoo. <laughs> For fucking Geno Smith of all people, it's not even like it was some rookie you were taking a shot. Like you know what you have in Geno Smith. Yeah, yeah. And not even that. Terrible. They didn't Eli start the next week after, and they're yeah, he did. Yeah. So it was literally just to fuck up his record. What a douchebag. Was it Geno Smith? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was. It was definitely somebody that like was a player that had been around, and like we, you like, you knew, like it wasn't like see what we have. Yeah. Right. It was like a Tyrod Taylor type or something yeah. like that. And what was the record he was fucking up? I'm I'm super curious. Eli, Eli Iron starts. Man streak. Yeah. And Which that was wasn't just a giant record. Like, like, yeah, he was close was, to Brett Favre on that. Yeah, he was close to Brett Favre's like all-time most consecutive starts. That is so brutal. It's petty is what it is. Mm-hmm. He probably wasn't ever going to actually get to Brett Favre's, but he would have extended his own record by, you know, like he retired shortly thereafter, but uh, it's still a really dick move to, to break his record for absolutely no reason. It was Geno Smith. That's what I thought. Good call. Who also just got a DUI doing like 96 down to 45 what? at 2am. Yeah. Uh, Didn't I just saw that the other night. Yep. What the fuck? Why do pro athletes do that? There's there's like an official NFL like 
car service that they can use plus like uber exists and these guys are rich enough to hire like an entourage to drive them around i don't i don't get it i really don't get it especially like not only doing it but going that fucking fast right you just saw somebody else make that same mistake yes there is absolutely nothing difference between that and henry ruggs he just got lucky yeah he just didn't hit anybody yeah but like he very easily could have horrible uh tim yes uh, give me a, an eagles buccaneer score um hmm. eagles 31 bucks 28 i like it rel uh i'll go eagles 38 bucks 31 uh, what was that again? Sorry. Oh, Eagles 38, Bucks 31. Okay. And Kyle, what do you got? 27, 23 birds. Uh, are we a Homer podcast or what? Fuck. <laughs> For sure. I mean, you have to. It's the playoffs. You have to will Absolutely. it into existence. Right. Look, I'm, I, I'm actually headed back to Dallas in a day or two. My dog mask is in my closet up there, so I'm going to make sure I have it on me. <laughs> I uh I just I actually had owned like zero Eagles gear. Uh my sister got me a fifty dollar Fanatics gift card and I uh the shit on that website is so expensive, but apparently there was like random stuff on sale. So I have a an Eagles ugly Christmas sweater that actually lights up wow. like LEDs on it and shit. Nice. I got a, a Miles Sanders shirt for five dollars. Yeah. And I have an Eagles hat and everything and I'll, and I'll be decked out in all my gear on Sunday one o'clock. It's a really good time slot as well. Uh, it's actually well. I, so I'm actually really pissed off. I'm going to be in the middle of nowhere, in Nebraska, during that game, hoping I have enough cell service to stream it. Oh no! Oh shit! That's not good. Or just do it on the company laptop and hope they don't notice. I you would hope they would understand, right? Probably. I <laughs> it's mean, important. Think, yeah. Like if I'm going to work on a Sunday, let me watch the game at least. I think that's very reasonable. Yeah. Take a day off of work, right? <laughs> uh, you guys ever on YouTube watch those uh, like rewinder videos? Mm, maybe. I don't know the channel, but it's like a big sports moment and they go back and they do like the whole history leading up to the moment and then it ends with them playing the moment. Uh, I've probably seen some of them. Uh, they're really good, but they just like yesterday they released one on the double doink. Oh, it, just, no. it got me really hyped for the, uh, <laughs> the Eagles so- playoff. Fun f- that hurt me so bad. So when I first moved to Texas, uh, the job I was working at, um, the like our plant manager, Cody Parkey, was his nephew. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> and so like you know he he's like oh man like he's playing against the Eagles tomorrow and then like he comes back <laughs> in after that I'm just like we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. <laughs> Talk about being defined by one thing, right? That right. is that is his legacy for forever. He also, <laughs> the other thing he did is he has the record for most accurate season as a kicker. I was going to say, he's in the Hall of Fame. Or I think it's for a rookie kicker, but he's still, he is in the Hall of Fame. That's amazing, but it'll be the double doing for forever. Yep. That was a rough injury. I mean, he was so, you know, I thought we had our next David Akers up until he got that groin injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of teams are, are are struggling with kickers too, so it's 
it's great to to have Jake Elliott yeah, be, like, the, be the real deal. Why? Like, what happened? I feel like there's less money kickers. Like, when you look back, there used to be, like, Vinatieri and Goskowski and um, the other... Robbie Gold was always good. Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like all in the past, all the best teams had, like, a super reliable kicker, you know, like a Justin Tucker type. And it now, seems like there's so many teams that are struggling. Was it? Did the change to the extra point just fuck with their heads, like collectively? It's supposed to be easier now, right? It's like yeah. closer. No, well, it's two yards. No, it's further it's, back. Is it further now? It's oh, it's the further extra back. point okay. further back. They give you five extra yards on the touchback to to avoid kickoffs coming out of the end zone. Yeah. Mm. What is know. Cody Parkey's record? I can't even find him in the top 50 most accurate seasons. Am I just totally wrong on that? And you know what? I think it might have been most points for a rookie kicker. Because that was the year I, th- I had him in like every single league his rookie year because we could not score in the red zone. I think you're right. He made 121. That seems like a career's worth. Maybe that's not right. Maybe that's like the number of points. Yeah, that might be the number of points. (laughs) But how would he, I guess, one with extra points? You can't look up anything about Cody Parkey without it just being all double doink. (laughs) Oof. People also ask, how many times has Cody Parkey hit the goalpost? (laughs) (laughs) Stop, he's already dead. Wait, didn't somebody else have a double doink this year, though? Yeah, I think you're yeah. right, actually, because they. I I remember casters like bringing up the double doink. Right. Cody Park, he's still playing. He uh, he was with the Browns for a little bit. He was, and then he signed with the Saints because Will Lutz was hurt. Mm-hmm. Just for like a couple week filling kind of deal. Yeah. Still getting a job though. I mean, money's money. Man, I cannot find this record. I actually bet, you know, there's always like being the joke about backup quarterbacks the best, but like backup kicker can't be a bad gig. Do they keep backup kickers on the practice squad, I guess? Well, I was going to say, at least, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Just on the practice you squad, you get paid. Or one time we had, was it, what the hell was his name? Had a kick for us in that one Dallas game, Grugier Hill? Yeah, Camus Grugier Hill. I just saw his name pop up. He's still in the league somewhere. He was trying to be a linebacker for a little bit, I think. But he's usually just a special teams guy. Yeah. Boy, we just cannot draft good linebackers. NFL rookie scoring record. Okay, so yes, you were right. It's the NFL kicker scoring record. Nothing about accuracy. It's also an Eagles franchise record of points. Hmm. 15th most in NFL history. 11th most by a kicker. That's wild. Good for you, Cody Parkey. I'm glad we have Jake Elliott. He's a boss ever since he hit that uh, 61-yard field goal uh, against the Giants. Yeah, I'm very happy with Elliott. That was the most amazing kick I'd ever seen in my life before everybody went crazy and everybody just bangs in 64-plus yarders anymore. It's crazy. Yeah, was it who just this past weekend didn't somebody hit like a 62 or 63? Was I did not see. I think, it was, I think McManus hit one that was like 62 or 63. I just still can't get over Justin Tucker's 66 yard field goal. It's because it was against the Lions. That's the only reason that worked because that's <laughs> a 
the Lions always need to find new ways to lose. It's also Justin Tucker. Shit was bonkers. Justin Tucker, he's the best kicker of all time. He's probably not the most accurate, but that dude's fucking money. He's, he's also an opera singer. If he's singer. not the most accurate, I think he's very close. Yeah, if, the, if he's not the most accurate, that's only because he's the kicker who's like regularly asked to attempt 60-yard field goals because they trust him that much, you know? Like, he, he yeah. makes more long kicks than like anyone. That would be an because, interesting stat to look up. Like, what's his accuracy if you take away like 55 plus? Those like Hail Mary kicks, you know, that right. he occasionally misses. Fear not, uh, fellow podcaster. Justin Tucker is number one all time. He is a 91% field goal kicker. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So the top eight most accurate kickers since 1938, the top eight are all active kickers. Wow. That makes sense. I would have thought Vinatieri would have been on there. Or yeah, did, same. They started sticking around the last couple of years to tank his numbers. Okay, so it doesn't seem like there's a lot of... A couple of these guys have only played four or five years. So like, you might want to qualify like longer seasons. Yeah. Uh, number two is Harrison Butker, who started in 2017. He's a 90% kicker. Young Hui Ku, who yeah. also started in 2017, is the third most accurate kicker of all time. Wow. He was probably one, one of my favorite names of any player in this league. <laughs> Yeah, young ho. Uh, Chris Boswell, the fucking Pittsburgh kicker, is the fourth most accurate of all time at 88.35. He's been playing since 2015. Uh, Number five, he's only been playing since 2018, but that's Daniel Carlson. Okay, he's actually money. He's great. He's great. Uh, I watched him on uh, Thanksgiving, and that's when he won me over, when he just made like six kicks with the timeouts and everything in a row. Number seven is Robbie Gold who, outside of Tucker, is the, the first guy that played for fucking 17 years. He started in 2005. Wow. Uh, he's at 87%. I Will Lutz. still playing, to be honest. He got cut from the Bears, and he picked up with somebody else. He's the, the 49ers kicker. Oh, that's right. He's 39 years old. Still banging him in. Uh, Will Lutz is number eight. The first retired player is Mike Vanderjacht. That was the Colts kicker, right? Back in the day, yeah. Uh, Pre-Vinatieri? Yeah, Vinatieri, he's... Okay, wait. Vinatieri started on the... Yeah, he started on the Patriots and then went to the Colts and then the Patriots got, like, Goskowski, I think. Like, both the Colts and the Patriots just had these, like, all-time great kickers for the entire 2000s. And Goskowski retired? Yeah, I think, like, last year, two years ago... He played um, a, a season in Tennessee. Yeah, last and he year. was he was questionable at best. He was missing a lot of kicks. Yeah, Tennessee's been struggling with kickers for the past few years. Sub seventy percent. Uh, <laughs> Goskowski's eleventh. Kai Forbath is tenth all time. Twelfth is Nate Kading. I don't know that guy. He was the was he on like the Chargers or something? Uh, I remember that name. name. Rings a bell. I, I yeah, I, I remember the name. Lifelong like, Chargers. Yeah, like the 2000 Chargers. Yeah. Number 13, fucking Dan Bailey. Holy shit. He's only 33. He kicked with uh, Minnesota for a couple years. He was the the Cowboys kicker back in the Romo era. Uh, Rob Baronis. Anybody got a team on that guy? He's also a mid-2000s kicker. No idea. Tennessee. Oh, yeah, I think he made eight field goals in a game once. That's a lot of field goals. <laughs> <laughs> I will look that up later, but that's amazing. 
15 is Matt Bryant. Everyone loves Matt Bryant. Uh, Shane Graham. Steven Hauschka, of course. Jason Myers. Number 19, most accurate kicker of all time. Your boy, David Cody Akers. Parkey. Oh. How is David Akers not on there? Uh, I yeah, that's that? what I was just about to ask. Because, like, people thought about kickers differently, I think. Like, it was okay to just, like, kick, like, 75%. David Akers is 55th all-time at 81%. Hmm. Well, he, you know what? He spent those... I, I wonder what he was like because he went to the 49ers for a couple of years when it was clear uh, that he wasn't good anymore. He His rookie year was in Washington and then he played for the Eagles and then he did two years in San Francisco and he Damn. finished in Detroit. That I didn't realize. I thought he had been with us the whole time. Yeah, I didn't know that. He was a rookie kicker. He only technically played in one game, but that was listed as his rookie season. <laughs> I feel like shit like that happens a lot with kickers. They'll get cut by a team and be like a totally different person when a different team picks him up like <laughs> young 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 ho he was he got cut from the chargers for like sucking like he wasn't good his first year that he mm-hmm. actually started and now he's yeah. on the falcons and like i don't know change of scenery like new mental game or something and he's he's been excellent kickers are tough like you remember they're, they're like once every four years mason crosby turns into the worst kicker in the entire world but <laughs> But most of the time, he's a very, very good <laughs> kicker. But occasionally. Uh, so David Aker's rookie season it has two field goals attempted and zero makes. So he just Watch. missed both of his field goals. <laughs> Actually, you know, you say about the moving teams, I almost wonder if, uh, I mean, obviously field conditions change stadium to stadium. But I would imagine for a kicker, that's that has to affect them more than almost anything else. Dude, yeah. Than it would yeah. any other player. The, the Packers versus Minnesota, when I was watching it to see if the Eagles would clinch the playoffs, they're like, no one has made a field goal longer than like 43 yards in January at Lambeau Field. I'm like, that's fucking insane. Yeah. What are you Talk talking about? a home about? field advantage. Yeah. It just. Although I guess it fucks you too. It's only a home field advantage because Aaron Rodgers doesn't need field goals usually. Uh, and also, you probably don't take 50 yard field goals there, right? You just go for it. Like you would factor that into the game plan as well. <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah, punt yeah. or you go for it. Yeah. But, you know, like, think about something, you know, you, like you say, Akers did his first year in Washington. Obviously, that was a different stadium, but, like, that's clearly the worst field condition in the league right now. Like, I would assume Washington's kicker was probably one of the worst. Yeah. The NFL record for field goals in a game in October 2007, the Tennessee Titans set an NFL record for field goals in one game. It was Rob Baronis's eight field goals. Way to go, Rel. Just, just <laughs> spectacular knowledge. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Jason Sanders hit seven in a game twice, which is bizarre. Jason Myers hit seven. Greg Zerline hit seven. Cairo Santos hit seven. Bunch of people hit seven. Bunch of people hit six. I was going to say, it sounds like the TD record where there's like, or is it? No. Uh, yeah. Breeze, Breeze tied up with Foles and uh, yeah, QBT. QBT it feels like record. there's sort of an uh, unspoken yeah, understanding like, to like not break that record, right? Like, let's just all share it. I mean, like the teams, like teams, they're they like pull QBs. You know, like Aaron Rodgers yeah. has been pulled out of games multiple times where he could have thrown for like two more easily. You know, against the shitty Lions team or something. I actually think that was one of the things with the Drew Brees game was that. Um, that game was actually competitive all the way up through the end. Like they mm. would have had no reason to pull Breeze because it was. Just I do. I do remember shot. that. Yeah. 
Yeah, you need um, the perfect storm for that to happen. Like uh, yeah. Dak Prescott would have broken the record if he let him play the f- the fourth quarter versus the Eagles, right? He had five touchdowns in three quarters. Uh, so it's Drew Brees. Oh my God, there are so many. Drew Brees, Nick Foles, Peyton Manning, Joe Cap, Y.A. Tittle, George Bionda, Adrian Burke, Sid Luckman. Those must all be like 40s players. Yeah, 40, 50, 60, 60, 69. And then Manning, Nick Foles and Peyton Manning did it the same season, and Drew Brees did it in 2015. Mitch Trubisky has six in a game, second all time. I do remember that for some reason. It was like he had that, he had this habit of like having just enough good games sprinkled in that like people would, oh, I don't know, like maybe he'll be good. Uh, well, he was 12 and four that year with the, the Bears, the double doink year. Mitch Trubisky is a career winning quarterback, 29 and 21. <clears throat> I believe it, but those teams weren't winning because of him. Yeah, he never threw over 3,200 yards in a season. 64 to 38 TD interception, and he wasn't like an uh, like an actual rusher, was he? He was he was kind of fast, team. more of a scrambly guy than he was. He wasn't like Lamar or anything like that, but yeah, he ran he for move, he could move 400 yards one season, but never more than 250 after that 400 yards. Okay, I'll, so somewhat tangentially related, like he was at least able to make Allen Robinson relevant. That was that had to be like my least one of my least favorite things about this year of fantasy football. Like Alan Robinson is my absolute favorite player, and he just was probably like the biggest disappointment in fantasy football this year. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> is he gonna is he gonna leave? Is he gonna leave Chicago? Boy, I hope so. I would love to get him on the Eagles because a big body receiver like that is Alshon Jeffrey two point Yeah, that would be a huge help for for Hertz and for Smith. Yeah, it would be nice to have a big guy to compliment uh, Smith. Maybe with a down year he just had, you know, the price tag goes down a little bit. I think it would be nice to get him on a good team. He played four years in Jacksonville and four years in Chicago, and he's never played on a good team in his fucking life. Um, when is his contract up? Will we need to trade for him, or does he hit free agency? He was already. Yeah, it was gonna say. I think he was on the franchise tag this year. He has a one-year contract, which has to be franchise tag. So he's he's a free agent this year, Um, unless they tag him again. I guess. But uh, I think he very much doesn't want that. Uh, I doubt. Yeah, I would. I would really doubt he does. All right, um, let's 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 go let's after take this how further. Get it done. <laughs> uh, let's look at uh, free agent Especially wide receivers. Really, yeah. The uh, the other option I saw that I had potentially liked was uh, Michael Gallup, but now he's yeah he had that injury right at the end of the I've, year. I've been talking about Gallup, but yeah, he did get hurt. But that again, that might lower his price tag even more. Like I'm still down to get Gallup. Um, Fuck it, let's go. Just get both of them. How about uh, Devontae Adams? Get Rager off of this goddamn team. <laughs> yeah, get Rager, get Rager the <laughs> hell out of here. I'm so tired of watching him run backwards. <laughs> oh my god, he's the worst. I fucking hate Jalen Rager. Oh my god. Uh, so these are all unrestricted free agents. I don't know. They probably can be franchise tagged, but here are the, the lists here. Allen Robinson, we just mentioned. Chris Godwin. Okay, down for that too. <laughs> Devontae Adams. No way that's happening, but sure. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, Will Fuller. Sort of yeah. interesting, but, but not the healthy? big signing you want. Okay with that. Fill the Deshaun role or whatever. Just have him run posts every time. Yeah. I, Tim, I think you and me are specifically Will Fuller fans, oddly enough. Yeah, I, 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 I do like him. <laughs> uh, Jameson Crowder, not interested. T.Y. Hilton, he's, he's too okay. old. 
Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster isn't a good no, quarterback. No, no, thank isn't you. Isn't a good wide receiver. Uh, and that's really it. Some like uh, older guys you could take a chance with. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, AJ Green. Okay, I'm actually super down for Emmanuel Sanders as like our third. You know, like not, we don't. I don't want to rely on him, but I think it would be great to have him on the team, especially because he's like a veteran, and we have. I don't know. I think our. We, whole team needs to learn something about wide receivers. The Eagles like don't understand some <laughs> fundamental concept about wide receivers. <laughs> I like Quez Watkins, our uh, our wide receiver three. Yeah, I do like him, but he's not like he's not like a world beater or anything. He's just solid, you know. He's serviceable for a wide receiver three, but he does he does make clutch catches sometimes. I d- I agree that I like him. And I, and I think a lot of that is just how little they throw the ball, you know. If he's throwing the ball 25% more a game, maybe Quez Watkins. He had like 600 yards this year, you know, and that could be closer mm. to 800, 1,000. But like as a wide receiver, th- three, I think that's a really good performance. Mike yeah, Williams is a free agent. Ooh, that's interesting. Know, yeah, I I do really like Mike Williams. I didn't realize you he was going to be a free agent. I feel like uh, he might stay in San Diego, though. We'll see. I mean, you they... got a young quarterback like that. Yeah. He's got yeah. no reason to leave. Odell Beckham Jr unrestricted free agent <laughs> he's been playing pretty well actually but um and i don't know i think that's another just you don't need the headache you saw what his personality became in in the new york media circus i don't think it'd be any better in philly yeah michael gallup we mentioned uh would you consider uh, consider trading for calvin ridley mm, yeah didn't didn't shit just pop up with him yeah, assuming his mental health is good, like yeah. Well, didn't something pop up that it's like it, it came out that like it's more than that, and he's actually like mad at the team. I heard that he was considering walking away from the game, but these are all you know. It's like hearsay. I don't know if he's made an official uh, statement or anything. Yeah, it looks like they're talking about trading him, which you know. Yeah, it's just like no updates on Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I mean, I like him as a player, but you're also, you know, playing with fire there. That you meet, you read the situation wrong, and you just gave up, you know, anything for nothing potentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So another thing I've been thinking about: Do you think we use all of our first round picks this year, or do we do we like trade them back or for more capital, like for like firsts in the future? In, ca- in case, in case like Hertz doesn't work out, we could have like multiple firsts like next year, the year after, and be prepared to draft a QB. You know, something like that. Plus, it just gets you more capital, like overall. Is there a big uh, wide receiver? Uh, so uh, there was, and he got injured last night. Yeah, shit. Yeah, so he might. Fall yeah, like, like the consensus number one tore his ACL last, or it's believed that he tore his ACL, but it's it's pretty obvious at this point that that's what happened. A lot of players have come back from ACL tears. In yeah, that's, years. I yeah, think that's the, more chance the, see than like the Sidney Jones, you know, Achilles. That's a that's kind of a different deal. But yeah, I mean, I, there's a chance he hits the field. Is that know, Garrett Wilson sometime next season? No, uh, Jason Williams. Jameson Williams. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, and, yeah, so I, I I think we do draft them all. You know, if we're if we're gonna go with Jalen. We're going to go with Jalen, and as we said, the the QB class is pretty weak. So you just you fucking just stack up, get a a, a, a D end. I, I think you get some safety help. So we back, um, 
Jason Kelsey's heir. Yeah. Um, well, the O-line is so good, though. So Jordan Mailata is mean, locked in. Lane Johnson's still playing. You will need to replace Kelsey, but then you also have Lane Dickerson. In the next like, year or two. Yeah. They keep talking about Kelsey retiring. He was supposed to retire four years ago, and he's still playing. I don't know. Hmm. How old do I you think he, he is? Retires. He's like... 34. I don't think, is he that old? Uh, that is like that was a guess. Uh, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say like thirty two, maybe maybe it's a little older. He is thirty four. Okay. Sometimes O linemen play really long, but um, like there's fucking uh, Jason Peters is still playing. Holy yeah. shit! And Witherspoon for the Rams, he's like forty. Oh yeah, that guy doesn't even oh, yeah. have some gray hair. He has like all gray hair. Mm-hmm. So for who? Uh, the Rams center, I think, is Witherspoon. He's like 40 years old. And um, Jason Peters is like 39. Yeah, Jason Peters is 39. I wasn't, am I crazy? I thought Landon Dickerson played center in college. Um, or they to move him elsewhere. I don't, I don't really know if he, he just, very much. He, he plays guard for us. That's all I know. I watched one college football game <clears throat> this year, and it was the game that Penn State, like, set the record for the most like overtime attempts oh, or whatever yeah. it went to nine overtimes and the school yeah. was, still only I was like, like 23 to 21 i was like getting dressed for a wedding and kept leaving the room expecting to like come back and see that it was over and it was still going i was like what the hell is going on i, I was coming home from a wedding and like when <laughs> i got on the airplane it was going to overtime and it was ending when i landed wow but i, I yeah i do i i think if I'm not mistaken, Dickerson has been playing guard out of necessity. I, I think the intention there was was for him to be the yeah. I believe so. I'm I thought at, he um, was. He played right guard for Alabama. Did he? I'm crazy. After thought... after four games, he was moved to center, despite having never played the position at any level, and he started the final nine games at center. So you're correct. Okay, he, that's what I'm. He was, so, but but not he didn't. That's that hasn't been his natural position for his whole career. Yeah, so so I mean, he played most of his college career. Wait, did he play multiple seasons? Okay, hold on. Uh, he he got hurt. I don't. I, don't I, I yeah, I'm the same. I don't play. I don't watch a ton of college just outside of Penn State games. But that is interesting, though. If he could be the heir apparent at center, you just slide him over. Um, easier said than done, though. I don't know. I mean, I guess if he switched positions before, that shows versatility. But some guys have a lot of trouble. Um switching think, positions it's like a different thing you know, you're asked to do different stuff i've yeah, been i've been watching some uh, videos about the o-line because like i don't know very much mm-hmm. about like the offensive line and it's actually crazy how like different each specific position on the offensive line is and like what you need to do i, mm-hmm. I think most nfl fans don't give a shit about center it's just the yeah, guy that snaps for, the really, ball but but Eagles like, fans are fucking all about the offensive line and Jason Kelsey when you see him <laughs> uh, snap the ball and then be fucking 30 feet down the yeah. field blocking <laughs> like, for the running back. You're like, that's amazing. Well, another thing I, I notice a lot is, you know, you, you'd say about switching positions. How often do you see, you know, the center goes out for a play or two? And, and everything like, like 50% just, you know, collapses. That, oh, I mean, there's, there's, oh, there's a fumble almost 50% of the time on that first play when they swap centers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah or like, or like a high snap or whatever. Yeah. Right, yeah, some kind of screw up. Uh, also, how do you not love Jordan Mailata, right? The the fucking giant rugby player that they drafted in the, it's a the cool sixth story. or seventh round. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he's really good. He's just good now. 
Honestly, I mean, at, at this point, we, the, the line's been this good for this long. Jeff Stoutland is just a very good coach. Oh, for sure. That's the best thing about the Eagles is like Jeff Stoutland, that he stayed with us for this long and stuff. Because um, usually guys like that, they get like poached or they get promoted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like he doesn't want to, right? He just wants to hang out with Jason Kelsey. I don't blame him. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, who wouldn't? Did he, uh, was he here when Andy was here? Yeah, I think so. Let's see. I know he. I know he's he been here for like. Chip. He was here when Chip Kelly was here. I I know for yeah, a fact. Yeah, I just don't know if it was before that or if he was a Chip Kelly hire. Because thank you, Chip Kelly. Um. Let's see. I'm going to his Wikipedia page. Career information. I mean, I feel like the offensive line was pretty good in the McNabb days. I didn't pay as much attention to it back then. I just no, remember no, John he, he came here basketball at our high school. Yeah, he came here in 2013. That was Chip's year, right? I think so. So yeah, it was a Chip Kelly hire. Way to go, Ooh. Chip. I don't remember any offensive lineman from the, the older Eagles days. I, um, I specifically Runyon, remember John Runyon, Runyon because yeah. he would John I remember Runyon. watching him dunk in the charity basketball game. <laughs> of course. His, and he uh, ran his for son's public in the office. league now, also named John Runyon. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I remember terrible Eagles wide receivers like uh, James Thrash, Todd Pinkston. I yep. have a James Thrash jersey. I used somebody, to. Somebody, somebody like child-sized James. Somebody Thrash I know, <laughs> grandfather happened to have one, and like it was, you know, like it wasn't just like shitty Walmart. Like I feel like I think it's a decent one too. That's awesome. I I, I love that. Um, Chad Lewis, the old tight end. Uh, L. J. Oh, Smith, his replacement after that. Todd Todd Alligator Arms Pinkston. I uh I went to training camp one time a long time ago. And I, uh, they, they were signing autographs. It was the year Terrell Owens was there. And I got pushed onto the field. And Terrell Owens helped me up. Wow. And then <laughs> signed, my, signed my Phillies cap. And then sent me on my way. It was amazing. I've shaken Brian Dawkins' hand. At like a meet and greet. He's a weirdo. I love Brian Dawkins and what he meant to the Eagles. Have you seen like any of his like post-career stuff? No. And I'll stay away because I don't want to tarnish my. I don't want no, him to fall off the pedestal. <laughs> it's the it's the okay kind of bad. Are you okay. Just, okay. Is it just like st- like strange, not like weird bad? Like it's weirdo spiritual not, guy. Yeah, it's weird. He came on the Phillies podcast. He's like, you know, I'm just blessed every single day. You know, God gave me these abilities. But okay, that's fine. It, it was more than yeah, that. It's... I'm trying to hard to communicate. It's just the uh, overtly spiritual, but nothing like fucking. Actually, I bad. did get shoved in the chest by Mer- Jeremy Macklin once. Whoa. That's <laughs> pretty dope. God, I love Jeremy Macklin. Uh, another stat I heard, uh, the Eagles haven't had a thousand yard receiver since Jeremy Macklin in like 2013 or 2015. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, that's that's like the least surprising stat I heard all day. <laughs> it's hard to do, right? Like a lot like, of people have thousand yard receiving years. Ap- apart from the years with Deshaun and Macklin, we literally like haven't that like that was that's like a thing we're known for as a franchise. Yeah, like Wentz threw for four thousand yards without a single receiver having over a thousand. Well, um, Zach isn't, Ertz our, did. isn't our top all-time leading receiver Harold Carmichael? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's good though. I mean, he's good, but like he's a Hall of Famer, right? <clears throat> I think so. Was there were those like? Cunningham you know years. I think they just just uh, inducted him. Like I remember watching the game. I remember seeing about something during inducted. the game with him. He's in the Hall of Fame. He uh, 
He's good. He wasn't that good. He had three seasons over a thousand yards. He's under ten thousand for his career, and he played for a long time. That got him into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. Four-time Pro Bowler. He's yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Maybe he was a really good blocker, like uh, someone on our team who will remain like, unnamed. Did, did he win chips? Did he win chips? No, because the Eagles hadn't won a Super Bowl until <laughs> 2017. He didn't. He didn't play for anyone else. I don't know. Uh, he did. He. Or did he play? Or did he play like even back before the Cunningham years when it wasn't as easy to get a thousand yard season? Yeah, I don't even know like when he was active. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Zach Ertz had a th- one one thousand yard year. That's surprising. I thought he had a couple thousand yard. Kind of hard to get a thousand yards as a tight end. We're a little yeah. jaded by Kittle and. Uh, uh, but he was supposed Kelsey. to be that good. Well, plus, Ertz was very much never an after the catch guy. He's, yeah, he's not a yak man. He's go a, down, catch it and fall. <laughs> he was a receptions guy, he's not a yards guy. He uh he has the tight end record for receptions in his that season. he does. Um, Carmichael played seventy one to eighty four, so that's like Jaworski era, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think Randall Cunningham was like eighty two. He was drafted or something. I don't. I don't actually know though. I just watched a thing about quarterbacks the other night. And, he played uh, 13 years in Philadelphia, one year in Dallas. Fucking traitor. No, he played for the Vikings. Oh, wait, who are you talking about? Harold, Harold Carmichael. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay, Go ahead. Okay. Who are you talking about? Cunningham? Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah. Randall Cunningham still, I think, has the longest punt in league history. What? Oh, <laughs> I'm not look, it up, look it up, Colin. Was it, was it like a sure. fake non-punt that the QB then punted? <clears throat> I, it yeah. was something like I think it was windy or something. It was it was like eighty yards or something. All right, I'm googling it. D- Tim, have you ever seen one of those on YouTube? Uh, uh, Brady does it all the time. It's like a, a, a fake they play for whatever they call it on a fourth like down. Pooch punt. A, a pooch. Yeah, I have heard of pooch punts. Brady does it all the time. And he's but yeah, all, the, all, all the time bizarre. has to be an overstatement. I haven't seen Brady do a pooch punt. Maybe it, maybe like early in his <laughs> career. There's also back. something where you like you can do that to kick an extra point. I think you can you can do it There's like off a weird thing where you can like score something. points doing it, and it's like a drop kick, right? Like you you drop it off the ground and kick it. Yeah, he was in the end zone, like the back of the end zone. Nine, yeah, ninety-one just, yards. That's it. Holy shit! That's amazing. Oh, and the guy like missed it. He ran back and. It just kept bouncing down the field. Yeah, it was yeah, it was just like a perfect storm that like That's wild. I had never heard that before. What an what a novel like record for a QV to hold. Right. Well, because the thing it's is like kind of shitty, only, only right? A Q, only a QB would be able to do that because a like if a punter was kicking that ball, yeah, they just you know, catch they it. They would have been right. They would have been ready for it. Yeah. And if he hadn't been literally in his own end zone, like he wouldn't have the room to do it. This, yeah, the space. Doug Flutie converts first drop kick since 1941 championship. Apparently, Doug Flutie backed up uh, Tom Brady. I didn't know that either. I th- actually think I did. I I do remember that for some reason. It was like it was like way towards the end of his career. He did it as an extra point. Apparently, you can just drop kick it. And no one had done it for 60 years, and then Doug Flutie did it. (laughs) (laughs) That's gotta be 
Leave that had Mark. to be like Bill Belichick just like trolling somebody. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's absolutely. Uh, last that's happened December twenty first, nineteen forty one. Flutie might have been there the last time it happened. Uh, joked Adam Vinatieri. That's, that's pretty good. It's just like Belichick reminding the league of some obscure sixty year old rule that people have forgotten about. Like, hey, nope, yeah. I can definitely do this if I want to. Yeah, it's definitely the. the I do, in fact, know the, the rule book better than you. Yeah. Oh my God! I, 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 this is I'm reading the actual ESPN article. It sort of screwed me up. Said Dolphins head coach Nick Saban. What? <laughs> yeah. What? It was Tom Brady, Matt Castle, and Doug Flutie were all quarterbacks. That's also probably especially why Belichick did it. Belichick and Saban are like buddies, so I feel like Belichick intentionally did it against him. Yeah, it says it was actually a, like a meaningless week uh, 17 game. So it was definitely just trying to flex on him. <laughs> All right. That is going to conclude this rambling championship couch episode of the One Two Hookup podcast. That's what you do when you're on the couch. You ramble. That's right. At, we at have about, nothing to worry about. At about 10 Good minutes, life. I was worried if we were going to have enough content. And <laughs> I, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, so congratulations to Rel. Thank you once again. Clap, 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 clap. Reigning champion. I, I yeah. still think we should get a trophy or, or maybe a plaque would be better. You know, like you used to get the honors plaques back in high yeah. school. So we can um, just add some, some nameplates on it or whatever. Yeah, I can find some things. Uh, I have a low-key work week this week, so I'll look up some trophies, plaques. For now, you'll just have to get a Funko Pop. I didn't think about that. I was, I'd probably get Herbert and Samuel, but I'll report back. Or the sun god himself. Please report back. Justin Herbert is amazing. Except he didn't make the playoffs and Brandon Staley sucks as a coach. That's because they thought the Raiders were going to go for the tie with him. Uh-oh, podcast isn't over. What do you guys think about that game? <laughs> I love it. That's stone cold from the Raiders. I mean, divisional rival, you have to do it, right? Oh, for sure. Also, also like the backlash. If like w the league would have to like make a new rule or something. So if... there is a rule. If they, somebody had pointed that out, if they thought that the two of them had stopped playing to try to get that tie, the commissioner technically could have come in and said, no, this doesn't fly and just decided who won. Interesting. Supreme that would have control. been even crazier. I was going to say, I think the backlash on that would have been even bigger. That wouldn't have worked. They were doing a good enough job of making it look like they were trying to win. Right. Like, for that to be the case, it would have had to have been like four minutes left and they start kneeling it, right? <laughs> I mean, all the Chargers had to do was stop that last run. Because I think there's a clip of Austin Eckler talking to Derek Carr, and Derek Carr was like, we were going to tie. I, they, they shouldn't have kicked it. Like, something could have happened. That's a very low percentage chance, but something could have happened on that kick that could have led to a touchdown for the Chargers. Fucking wild. It was a good watch, though. I, uh, I actually wasn't watching the, the game at all. Dude, the Raiders have been in so many crazy games this year. Like, they had that Monday night nail-biter against the Ravens. They had another Monday night overtime game, I think. This one, sun on, on Sunday night against the Chargers, they've, they've had, like, five games that came down to the wire and were all like super exciting i feel like they had a close game with like pittsburgh also the raiders have been very entertaining this year and they fucking crushed the eagles after john gruden was fired 
I was going to say, yeah, that, that game wasn't super fun. <laughs> Fair enough. I, the Chargers are going to Chargers, right? They just can't get out of their own way. It's like in their blood or something. I don't know, something in the they, water. They had a year in the 2000s where they had like the top-ranked offense and defense and didn't make the playoffs. Excellent. Yeah, they also they such a, a, lost a legacy of great players. We were talking about kickers earlier. Nate Cadings was a very good kicker, but his biggest legacy was missing a kick against the Patriots in the playoffs that caused them to uh, lose. And that year they were like, it was like one of Philip Rivers' like first years. It might have been his rookie year, like his second year. Um, and they were, again, like they were like the number one offense and defense, and they lost to the Patriots in the playoffs and then sucked after that. And, and Philip Rivers is a great Hall of Fame quarterback, but they're the team that gave Drew Brees away to the Saints, who is a better quarterback. Yeah, you can't, I don't know, you, I, like, I don't, you can't fault them too much for that decision. Brees had like major was, shoulder surgery. It was, like, it, that was, wasn't a, it was his throwing shoulder, right? Yeah, so they were concerned about his longevity and stuff. And he had to like change the way he plays. Like that's part of the reason he was a uh, slant king, you know, because he didn't, like, I, I don't think his shoulder had the endurance to make, you know, 50, 20 yard throws a game or whatever. Yeah, he's pretty good, though. No, he's definitely great. Philip Rivers well, yeah, is pretty good, I, I, pretty good too, though. 2020. I mean, no, no other quarterback, but really Russell Wilson has played that well at that size. Also, they actually drafted Eli Manning, so they thought they were replacing Breeze with Eli, <laughs> uh, like the next I Manning. About that. Yeah, and it, but Manning forced his way off the team. Because Chargers are going to charge. They also uh, drafted Ryan Leaf above Peyton Manning, right? Yep, they, they wanted yeah. a Manning. And then they kicked themselves for that so hard. They, uh, I they actually think the that might have been why Manning didn't want to go to the Chargers. Because I think the, the Mannings <clears throat> had some sort of relationship with Ryan Leaf. And just with how badly they handled his situation, didn't want near the franchise. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Podcast is actually over now. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to take off. I have pages and pages of fire code to read. Oh, that's fun. I hope you can catch the game, Kyle. I'll find some way. Maybe I'll take my personal laptop with me and be like, no, look, I'm I'm working and, you know. Alt-tab. Like, <laughs> we'll see. I'll figure it out. All right. Talk to you guys later. Sounds good. See you. Go birds. Go, Go birds. birds.